0: Up next is the daily devotional by Pastor Tim Dodson, pastor of Believer's Church in Menominee, Wisconsin. Subscribe to our podcast by visiting burningdogradio.com and clicking on subscribe. Thanks for listening to Burning Dog Radio. Luke chapter 17. Going on in verse 7, we read, But who is there among you having a servant plowing or keeping sheep? that will say when he comes in from the field, come immediately and sit down at the table. Wouldn't he rather tell him, prepare my supper, clothe yourself properly, and serve me while I eat and drink? Afterwards, you shall eat and drink. Does he thank that servant, or does he thank that servant because he did the things that were commanded? I think not. Verse 10, even so you also, when you have done all these things that are commanded you, say, we are unworthy servants. We have done our duty. Now, coming to a clear understanding of our place in the grand scheme of things is so important. If we forget our place, we're apt to do as many have before us, and that is attempt to use God's power as our own and for our own pursuits. Truth is that all that we are, all that we have, and all that we have done is because we are simply doing our duty as bond slaves of our owner, Jesus Christ. Sadly, we often struggle our whole lives to muster up some service to God, but it isn't truth much greater than even that. For it is not service that we owe, but rather duty for our life, our breath, blessings, and salvation. It's duty. Our constant constant excuses and attempts to exempt ourselves from this is, well, nothing short of wickedness. It is a shame upon those that claim His redemption and further call Him Lord. Scripture is overtly clear that we are to serve Him and to serve each other and obey all that He asks of us. We are to work until all the work is done, not for our gain or position but for his gain and his position. We as bond slaves, and that is the correct rendering of the word servant here—in bond slaves are to start earlier and work later than all the rest. This is not optional. Again, it is our duty. Yet I think few ever truly understand that truth and even fewer embrace it once they do. Verse 11, we read, as he was on his way to Jerusalem, he was passing along the borders of Samaria and Galilee. As he entered into a certain village, 10 men who were lepers met him, who stood at a distance, lifted up their voices saying, Jesus, master, have mercy on us. Now it seems with almost perfect timing, Jesus steps up to give us a multimedia presentation. Here we have 10 lepers, 10 lepers who are the absolute bottom of the social spectrum. Now note that they all came to Christ in utter humility. They came to Christ seeking mercy, that's all. After all, they were lepers, meaning they were truly dead men walking. Death was assured for each and every one of them. It was only a matter of time. Unlike mankind today, you see, they understood their state. Please notice their level of humility. The text says they stood afar off. You see, a leper was required to announce himself or herself whenever people would come near. They would have to shout, unclean, unclean, when approached by others. Yeah, these 10, they knew what they were. Oh, if only we could have that same clarity today. They called out to him, Jesus, Master. Now that term used therein means chief and commander. These ten not only understood what they were, but who he was. (laughs) They understood who they were dealing with. Verse 14 says, when he saw them, he said to them, go and show yourself to the priests. As they went, they were cleansed. Now, interestingly enough, despite the fact that leprosy was considered incurable, there is hidden deep in the law of Moses the instructions of what to do when you were healed of leprosy and desired to reenter society. If leprosy was incurable, then why that was there is any man's guess. But apparently what was impossible for man is possible with God, Matthew 19, 26. Jesus, following those instructions, sends these ten off to the priest to be declared clean. Please notice that Jesus gave them instructions. He often did that. You see, it would be their obedience to his instructions that would be the exercise of their faith. We too, well, we are expected to manifest our healing with the exercise of obedience. This is faith, gain This is to be a testimony in our life, deeds, and in our words, a testimony of the transformation that has occurred within us. Faith, you see, is moving in belief of what he has said is fact, even though we may not be able to, and frankly, often cannot immediately see it. The text says, and so it was that as they went, they were cleansed. Verse 15 says, one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back, glorifying God with a loud voice. He fell on his face at Jesus' feet, giving him thanks, and he was a Samaritan. And Jesus answered, weren't the ten cleansed? But where are the nine? Were there none found who returned to give glory to God except this foreigner? Then he said to him, get up and go your way. Your faith has healed you. Sadly, out of these ten, only one recognized not only the magnitude of Christ's healing, but who and what was the healing. This one man came back to Jesus and glorified him before all. He fell to his feet in thanks. And please note also that this man was a Samaritan. That meant he not only had the stigma of leprosy, but he he was effectively a social throwaway, even before he acquired that disease. He knew clearly what Jesus had done, and it was not going to go unheralded. Nine went to testify of their cleansing, and one came back to bear witness of his cleansing, to bear witness in action, in humility, on his knees, one and 10. You know, I think that's about consistent to our day. His faith, asking and believing, not in the healing, but in the person behind the healing, that's what made him well. It made him whole. It made him a child of God. In all his humility, this man knew his blessed duty. That was our daily devotions by Pastor Tim Dodson For more information about Tim Dodson and Believers Church, visit jfbelievers.com.